so now it's over now, Dave, the head-to-head between NXT and AEW. I know you've talked about this on Busted Open on Sirius XM, but I'll tell you, you know, you and I, from the beginning, when we saw Neville and we saw Bo Dallas, from the beginning with NXT, when they had those takeovers, you and I would text each other being excited about those early NXT shows because, hey, man, the, the territories were back. I think I characterized it on the show as it's the territories with money. Right. That's what NXT was from the beginning. Like it reminded me of the sportatorium. It reminded me of old school territory wrestling. And I thought that Triple H had something going there. Then AEW comes along. Now NXT wants to go head to head with AEW. So how would you characterize the two shows battling for ratings all the way up to this point? Well, I just think that NXT made a defensive move. Hey, here comes AEW. They're the new kids on the block. There's a lot of buzz, a lot of momentum with them, especially with younger fans. Hey, we're going to put on a pure pro wrestling product and kind of counter that show. And in some ways it worked, and in some ways it backfired. Um, AEW obviously dominated them in the ratings race. I mean, in, in 2021, uh, with maybe the exception of this week with the, with uh, TakeOver, there wasn't one week that NXT beat AEW in the ratings. Um, I'm glad they're moving off of Wednesdays. I think the NXT product deserves a bigger audience than it has. Uh, and I think AEW deserves a bigger audience. So I think it's a win-win situation uh, for both companies. So I'm glad for AEW that they won't have competition, and I'm glad for NXT there won't be counter-programming. So it's exciting. Why did the fans choose AEW over NXT? That didn't make sense to me, did it for you? Um, it's because it's a WWE product. I, th- I think there's a fraction of the pro wrestling audience that just rejects anything that's WWE, um, and they wanted an alternative, so they gravitated towards AEW, which is great. I'm a fan of AEW, uh, but I don't understand that logic of I'm not going to watch NXT because it's a WWE product because, honestly, like NXT is simply phenomenal, and I, you're only cheating yourself by only picking one brand uh, to get behind. See, you yeah. that's the internet wrestling community for you and that's the busted open nation and that's the TWT tribe on my show it just seems to me Dave it's pretty simple if if the internet wrestling community believes man if Vince wasn't there if Triple H was running things things would be better why would you reject that guy if nothing else Triple H is giving you I don't know pro wrestling He's, he's giving you the great the great promos. He's giving you takeovers, the, some of the best specials we've seen since the Clash of Champions or Saturday Night's Mid Event. Why would you reject that, knowing that the in-ring product is supreme? This is no shot at AEW. They're young. I don't. I, I grade them on a curve because you know we remember when WCW started. It wasn't great at the beginning. So it just it's going to take time for them to get their footing fully, right? So, what, but why would you reject something in which if you feel like if he was in charge? Triple H could right the wrongs for the WWE. I, I I really don't understand it. It's perplexing to me, Jonathan. Like I don't like. Listen, I I'm behind AEW. I want there to be an alternative. Yes, but I don't want like the WWE to go away. And there's so many fans too of the WWE that said, "Oh, AEW is just terrible." And you know, I want to see it end. Why? Why would you want like less wrestling? Why would you root against? A company that's on a national platform to fail. 
It makes no sense to me, and I feel it on social media all the time. If I'm tweeting about the WWE, fans call me a WWE mark. When I tweet about AEW, they call me an AEW mark. And you know, and what I tell them all the time, I'm, I'm my favorite show is not AEW. My favorite show is not WWE. It's NWA. So, <laughs> so there, I, I I really don't understand it. And Jonathan, when we were younger, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Like, no, when we were younger, who were we up against? The non-fans, the people who didn't like wrestling, the people that would call it fake. Like, so us as a wrestling community would band against those people. Now we're just like fighting amongst each other. Like it just really makes no logical sense to me why anybody would want to do that. I agree. Uh, you, you want to be able to watch as much wrestling as possible, so you root for, or if not root for, at least be interested in everything. To be, you know, to have an understanding across the the landscape of wrestling. So I, I get that. So ultimately, which show was better on Wednesday nights for you? Uh, oof, that's a great. I would. Uh, Boy, this is tough. Um, Think about your relationships in both companies now. Be careful. Well, I mean, AEW has been great, but I can't make my judgment based on that. As a pure pro wrestling show, uh, NXT. Uh, as a fun, entertaining, unbelievably so, quote-unquote, sports entertainment show, I'd probably give the edge to AEW. Um, I'll say this. Consistently, on a consistent basis... Both AEW and NXT were the two best wrestling shows. Yes. Uh, more so than Raw, more so than SmackDown, more so than any other show on TV. Uh, and they were both on the same night at the same time. So I'm very, very happy the fact that this Wednesday night war is over. Um, it didn't It didn't do what WCW and WWF did back in the day. That Monday night war made both shows bigger and better and it brought more exposure i think this wednesday night war just just hurt both shows uh viewership wise so i'm glad that it's finally done you know i admire you dave because you're you're grinding five days a week on busted open and that means you gotta watch as much raw and smack and smackdown as possible to talk about it on your show i I mean to me i can do this show without watching raw and smackdown and watch the pay-per-views and be happy what what happened to the build with with the WWE as far as building stories, meaningful stories for us to be able to latch on to in order to get yourself to a position where you're excited about a pay-per-view. I've never been so down the WWE on their, maybe not as much SmackDown, but definitely on Raw to get ready for a pay-per-view. But the thing that I like is once we get to the pay-per-view, whatever the event is, Dave, I'm good. They delivered, I would say, 85 to 90% of the time on the pay-per-view, but the builds are shitty. And I just, I don't understand yeah, I mean, I always say I don't get I don't get paid uh, to to host Busted Open. I get paid to watch Monday Night Raw for three hours. Oh like, my God! Yeah. To me, yeah, to me, that's where uh, I gotta earn my pay, and it's a tough watch. And you're right about the build, and this WrestleMania, especially. And, and you're right, once we get to WrestleMania, it's going to be great. You know, we're going to watch it, and it's probably going to exceed our expectations, and there's going to be matches that maybe we'll talk about for years. But Jonathan, I've never been less excited for a WrestleMania ever than I am for this year's WrestleMania. Like, this, like you hit the nail on the head, the stories going in are terrible. Like, they really, really are. Like, the, like example, the, the 
story, awful. Uh, the, you know, you can say that almost across the board, with the exception of the triple threat for the Universal Championship. I think every other story for every other match has been subpar. I mean, and you wonder why some of the numbers are down. I understand that television is different, streaming is different, so it's this other number stretched out. But Dave, I could just plop myself on the couch, turn on the Peacock Network, and see the video packages before each each match, and be informed of all you know, homogenizing the the nonsense that was the three or four week build, and just sit down and say, okay, that's going to be a good match because on the television show, it's awful. It, it, it's bad. It is WCW 2000 bad on some of these shows. But once you get there and they give and they kind of boil down the package and then the match happens, like okay, then I really wasted my time three or four weeks to try to invest. I mean, it just I, I don't. I, it's 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 really lazy and disappointing. I don't know why, how Vince tolerates it, but clearly he's he's satisfied with it because he thinks once he gets in the ring, it'll pay off. Yeah, it's lazy. I mean, the the story uh, for Rio Ripley and Asuka was exactly the same as Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. They made them a tag team. Can they coexist? A, a fight breaks out, and then they have their match for WrestleMania. Well, we've seen that. A, we've seen that a million times in the WWE. A million times, and it's so formulaic and so bad. Um, it's it, it's got to stop at some point, and. You know, the Braun Strowman, uh, Shane McMahon uh, story and build, you know, awful. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania in a championship match for a title, and she's never had a match on the main roster. Like, this, her first match on the main roster is a championship match at WrestleMania. Uh, almost has not been in a, an official match, hasn't even been in a tag match with his partner, AJ Styles. Yeah, but they're going to be going after the tag team titles at WrestleMania. Like, that's just awful, lazy book. You couldn't have a gauntlet match. You couldn't have a number one contenders match. Like, you're just going to have um, somebody who's never had a match actually step in a ring in a championship match at WrestleMania. It makes no sense. And I really think the creative team with the WWE just doesn't put a lot of thought into their storylines. Because like you said, you know, once they get to the pay-per-view, they'll deliver. And that's all the credit to the wrestlers and all blame on creative. My buddy Dave LaGreca from Busted Open with us here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Tell me about the match you really want to see at WrestleMania, the number one match for you. Triple threat, maybe? For the Universal Championship, Daniel Bryan, uh, Roman Reigns and the storyline, with Roman being at the head of the table. That's one thing that creative has gotten right. I love it. I, I love this Roman Reigns. Edge has been money on the microphone. And Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan, you know. We're lucky to have him back in the ring, you know, especially after that injury and he was gone in his retirement. So I'm definitely looking forward to that match. Don't forget to go to DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use the promo code WMVP because you can bet 
on what happens with NXT as well as WrestleMania for this weekend. So make sure you use the promo code WMVP for DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Download the app, look around it, see if it's for you. And I think it will be, especially when it comes to wrestling and WrestleMania. Yeah, you could be able to bet on the matches and the outcomes and certain um, different exotic bets that are on the app that I'm seeing right now for WrestleMania. So check it out on the uh, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app. And don't, again, use the promo code WMVP. All right. Um, I talked to Dave also about certain old school wrestlers that should be considered for the WWE Hall of Fame. It was, I thought, a really great list, including some of the legends like Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Gary Hart is one of my top four managers of all time. When it comes to Mount Rushmore of managers, Gary Hart is one of the four. That is for sure. He got into the legends division of the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, Ray Stevens, Ray the Crippler Stevens, who was great in San Francisco, also grew up watching him in the AWA. Uh, He was able to get to the Hall of Fame as well, so I'm happy for everyone that got in, including the legends that were able to get in to the lists as well. So, of course, every year when we talk to Dave, we always go through uh, wrestlers that still deserve an opportunity to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. So we love going through the list every year. All right, Dave, I'm ready for the list here for the Hall of Fame. Are you ready, sir? Go ahead. All right. Missy Hyatt. No. Oh, come on. Listen, I love Missy Hyatt, but do you want me to be honest or do you want me to lie? Let bygones be bygones. Whatever happened there, let that go. Let her in. All right. I'll give you Missy Hyatt, yes. All right. Ivan Koloff. Of course. Tommy Rich. Yes. Mike Mooneyham. Good call. I like it, yes. (laughs) Ah, threw a curveball there with with a writer. A journalist. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Mike Mooneyham fan. Bill Apter. Of course, yes. Okay. Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Ooh. I mean, yes. I mean, if, if you didn't think his ring prowess was good, great booker for Smoky Mountain, booked, yes. booked uh, Puerto Rico, you know, yep. booked Mid-South, so... All right. Okay, I'll give it to I'll give it the hot stuff. William Regal. Yes. Uh, Hollywood John Tatum. Mm. Again, more than just what he did in the ring. Oh God, no. <laughs> um, great Kabuki. Oh, God, you know how much I love the great Kabuki. Gary Hart getting into the Hall of Fame. It was even before uh, Muda. Before Muda was great, Kabuki was great. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Great, great Kabuki. Yes. All right. And I'm sure Muda will get in at some point, right? Yes, yes, of course. Has to. Yes. How about a sidebar on this? That there's a there's a story from someone's podcast. It might have been Jim Ross who said who suggested that Muda should have been champion in '89, like world champion. Like after Funk, I know Funk Flair, I quit is your favorite match of all time, but there was yeah. a suggestion in '90 that maybe Muda should have been champion, and of course that doesn't get across in the South or wherever to put a Japanese wrestler on top. At that time, because you know, didn't speak English, he was getting babyface cheers anyway, 
in 90. I don't know. I remember seeing him in Chicago at the UIC Pavilion, and he got his many cheers as Sting because he was just outstanding. He was doing things that we didn't, we never saw in America. So he was getting babyface cheers, and of course, that got turned down. No Muda for uh, to be the world champion or to be a babyface. It would have been great, though. That I would have loved to see them pull the trigger on that. Um, two more. The Dynamite Kid. Yes. And the Fuller family. Jimmy Golden, Rob, Ron, the Fullers. <sighs> yes. There you go. It would be good, right? We kind of agree on everything. I like that. That's good. That's good. You didn't turn too many down. You didn't. You didn't go with Hollywood John Tatum. <laughs> Not a good body of work from Hollywood John. I understand. <laughs> I, I understand. Hey, that was the. He wanted to be Michael Hayes. You could tell, right? He wanted to. He, oh yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm gonna throw one at you. What about Rip Rogers? Yes. Just for all, all the wrestlers he trained, you got to give it to Rip, right? Didn't care about jobbing. And Didn't care. I love, by the way, the interview. This is why I'm a big Busted Open fan from the beginning. I remember he came in studio with you and, and Mortman, and Mortman was mortified because of the language. Oh yeah, he, he was no mother after him in a second. He was, but you know, he, he helped train like Mark Henry. Like Mark praises him up and downs. You know, gives him so many accolades. Him and Doctor Tom Pritchard, and again, Doctor Tom Pritchard's another name that probably should go into the Hall of Fame because just put in for hey kids. I would just want you to put in YouTube, YouTube.com. Put in I'd, I'd like to talk to Tom. Just type that in. That's the greatest moment in Tom Pritchard's career. Him in in Continental. Just type it in. I'd like to talk to Tom. That that is an amazing angle with um, the dirty white boy Tony Anthony. You ha people have to see that. You've got to okay. see it. You know what? I'm going to go back and rewatch that man. I can't wait. That was unbelievable. A great. It's it's Gordon Soley like you've never seen him. That was it was awesome. So people got to see that. I'd like to talk to Tom with Tom Pritchard on YouTube. Outstanding. So awesome. we're, you know what, our Hall of Fame, we're pretty good at that 90%. I'm getting closer with you. That's good. We need to come up with our own Hall of Fame. Oh, man. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be so many classic wrestlers on there, Dave. It'd be great. Well, that's all that matters anyway, right? <laughs> well, this has not been a, a this has been a wellness check. See, this is the calmest you're ever going to be when you're talking to me. Now you're going to be nuts tomorrow on Busted Open on Sirius XM tomorrow morning. I see. I need more of you in my life, Jonathan, because you keep me stable. Now, because I when I don't talk to you, I go off the deep end, and then I get myself in trouble. <laughs> I kind of reach out to you more often, so you're not Please. in more wrestling matches. Please. <laughs> please, please, please don't do a grand transit on your head. Please, please don't bleed in that matchup against uh, Thunder Rosa. Please don't. I, I, I don't, I don't want to. I can't. <laughs> That's for sure. You got the perfect hair for it, though, boy. My God, you'd be like Ric Flair. My God. <laughs> don't forget. Oh, by the way, please tell everybody about the the weekend. It's always something big uh, for busted open on WrestleMania weekend. What are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing a virtual uh, busted open WrestleMania party from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern time. So you know, from noon to two your time, Jonathan, and it's free. Just go register at SiriusXM.com/slash. 
WrestleMania, be a part of our virtual party. Like I said, come hang with me, Mark Henry, and Bully Ray for a couple hours before WrestleMania. My friend, as always, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on with me. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, great to catch up with my guy, Dave LaGreca from Busted Open. It, again, it's on SiriusXM. Look for it on SiriusXM. And it's Monday through Saturday in the morning, and of course, on the uh, SiriusXM app. Great to talk to him. And I'm looking forward to WrestleMania as well. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Just a, a couple of things about that match. You know, I think that uh, Bianca Belair is going to have to really step up in class against Sasha Banks because we've seen her as a world-class wrestler and one of the best in the business. So I'm looking for that singles match. That might be the main event on night one for WrestleMania. Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre. Uh, I think that the build for this has been very weird. The, the Hurt Business should have never broken up. You don't need to break up the Hurt Business in order for Bobby Lashley to be a heel. Uh, it was already a heel faction. Uh, some people respected them because it was cool. Uh, but the point is, though, is that they were a heel fashion, uh, faction because MVP was their manager. So now Bobby Lashley is going against Drew McIntyre. Um, I'm thinking that Bobby Lashley will go over in that match. I'm not even sure if that's the main event. We will see. Um, so I'm looking forward to those matches in particular. Cesaro against Seth Rollins should really tear down the house. Don't know where that is in the card either, but that should be a lot of fun. Night two, I'm looking forward to Roman Reigns against Edge against Daniel Bryan. Triple threat match. This eventually, this was supposed to be Reigns against Edge, but putting Daniel Bryan in the mix, saying this might be my last opportunity to be heavyweight champion, I think that that's kind of cool. Uh, a, great, a good wrinkle for the Universal Championship. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, it'll be different to see Asuka against Rhea Ripley. Not the greatest build, but I think Rhea Ripley is just next level as far as uh, wrestlers in um, the on the women's division. And Asuka is just, I mean, she's one of the best in the world. Uh, I really like Asuka when she performs. Uh, I don't care about her theatrics and her promo ability. It's really about in the ring. And I think that she's a very special talent for the WWE. A um, couple other ones too, like, you know, Biggie against Apollo Crews. We've seen this match several times. I'm wondering if there is going to be a different wrinkle here in this matchup for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, you know, the Nigerian drum fight. I don't know why that's got to be part of this match. These two are world-class athletes. Apollo Crews is now turned heel, and that's fine. I don't know why he's got to be Nigerian and put a fake a accent on to help his um, demeanor or help his personality. I don't don't know why that's happening, but it's happening. But I like Big E as the Intercontinental Champion. Let's see if Apollo Crews can get over on Big E. That very well could happen at WrestleMania. I'm almost betting on it. And um, I want to know, after everything we've seen with The Fiend and Randy Orton, I see the stipulations being a singles match. After everything that we've seen with fire and um, Randy Orton spitting out black blood out of his mouth, how is this just a singles match? <laughs> it's just uh, talking to Dave LaGreca. Dave is right. Dave is right. You talk about weak builds for WrestleMania. It has been. But as I've been saying the last few weeks, once it's in the ring, I'll, at least a number of these matches, they should be stellar. WrestleMania quality, because I know that the men and women in this company, despite how strange and how weird some of the stuff is that we see on Raw and SmackDown, 
is still going to be good once he gets in the ring on the biggest stage of them all. Don't forget Tuesday.